1 Corinthians 15, 35 through 49. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? You foolish person. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that it is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or of some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. For not all flesh is the same, but there is one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly is of one kind, and the glory of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for stars differ from stars in glory. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the natural, and then the spiritual. The first man was come from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust, and as is the man of heaven so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. A beautiful passage. Will, it's great to be back on ODR. Dude, what a what a privilege. You know, I was just thinking of how jealous <laughs> I am for the the morning ODR listeners to wake up to the velvety voice of Jordan Coughlin Gosh, reading... I try my best. It's it's an honor. (laughs) There we go. Well, Paul's continuing with the theme of resurrection, and he's building a really strong case of, you know, there's these people who believe that resurrection, eh, like it's a debatable, um, tangential, maybe sort of topic. And Christianity is kind of like this ideology for while we live on earth, and then we die. And death is kind of like this ultimate uh, final thing. And Paul is coming really hard against it. And yeah. he, he uses this image of a seed, uh, a, a really powerful image of a seed first dies and then it brings forth life. And then he connects that to our bodies and our bodies that we will receive in glory. There's a lot of interesting, he's talking about like animals yeah. and the sun and <laughs> glory. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So what do you what do you make of this passage? Yeah, it is fascinating. First, I appreciate that Paul is sarcastic. Yeah, yes. We've seen that a lot. Yes. And I'm I'm just grateful for that. As a sarcastic person, <laughs> I'm grateful that we have some evidence in the word of God that, hey, this is sometimes appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, I I think it's um it's beautiful to consider that in our finite understanding, um, you know, death 
is the is the end right like this is this is the, these people's contentions like there's no resurrection so you know we we live and then we die and and mm-hmm. that's kind of it for the christian paul's reminding them no life comes after death yeah right so yeah. this is all a preface to this moment where it's not the end it's actually the beginning mm-hmm. and that's just i mean so that's his point right like a, a seed goes in the ground and it's of one thing but what is created as it in a sense dies is something so glorious and beautiful and and like that that for the christian and for me personally is something that should govern my life and and my thoughts on life and my expectations for my life and yet is something i so often forget Mm. right because i'm so often living functionally as if there is no life after death like (laughs) that i'm not a sojourner on the way towards something beautiful Mm. it's this is it yeah and so therefore like I, when something bad happens, I freak out and, and I'm anxious and worried and fearful. And when I receive blessings and provision, I'm tempted to believe like, yes, I've done this. And this is like the apex of my life, you know, (laughs) therefore I'm fearful that it's going to be taken away at some point, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so much of how we live our lives depends on how we view the afterlife, right? Like what we believe death actually produces and and Paul is in a sense like sarcastically saying, You guys have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> like you have no clue what is going to happen. Uh so it's just it's it's such a beautiful picture for us of um this this is this needs to actually shape your life. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, even the way that we view heaven, like I'm sure most people listening to ODR uh, you know, are not nihilist and don't believe that life ends after death. I'm sure most of us, you know, in creed believe in the resurrection. But one image and idea that has really helped me is it's easy to view like the great saga of life of human history happens here on earth. And mm-hmm. then when judgment comes, when the world is over and the reign of Christ begins, it's kind of like the end, happily yep. ever after. Yep. And everything after that is a big long church service. And <laughs> that's right. You know, I I really like the image a lot more that this is all really like the introduction of the novel. Yeah. And when we die, like we're all just living seeds that are being planted in the soil and we will die. And then when the reign of Christ comes and we're joined within in his kingdom, Mm -hmm. then true life begins and the joys and, and adventures and all the things that we experience now are just like a small foretaste and shadow of what true life is. Yeah. And uh, I love, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia, the last mm-hmm. battle. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lewis depicts this so well. Like they they enter into Aslan's land and um, it, it kind of like blurs out mm-hmm. cinematically. And it says, as he, Aslan spoke, he no longer looked to them like a lion. But the things that began to happen after that were so great and beautiful that I, that I cannot write them. And for us, this is the end of all stories. And we can most truly say that they all lived happily ever after. And so what Paul is really hitting here is that death is not the end, but right. it's the beginning. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and it's so powerful. I mean, it, this <laughs> this chapter 
chapter 15 is so powerful. Yeah, and it, absolutely. It, it's, I mean, to read it is to be reminded of the ultimate realities that we stake our lives on, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I just love verse 42. You know, he just, he issues all these contrasts. Like, this is, this is your finite life, but this is what it's gonna be, right? Mm-hmm. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. What yeah. is sown in dishonor, raised in glory. Sown in weakness, raised in power. Sown a natural body, raised a spiritual body. Like, yeah, ah, yes, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, and it, it's really encouraging. Um, you know, we we've talked about in the past couple of days, like just reading all this. It, it's been a heavy month around um, the circles of Christ's covenant, mm-hmm. and um, you know, even my family. Like, there's just been a lot of death, and and then the news. Like, there's there's so much death, but what hope that. Yeah we can as christians say for those who are in christ they have not reached the end yeah but they've reached the beginning yeah amen amen yeah i um a couple weeks ago over the course of seven days i got five different texts Mm. of people tragically dying Uh, a guy i was doing ministry with in arlington he passed away in a plane crash another plane crash where several people died Uh, a family friend died. Uh, someone who knew someone in Christ's covenant had passed away in this area, a worship leader in a, yeah. in a local church here around here. Uh, and then another one, it's just, it just hits you. Yeah. And, and I think like it's, it's sad, right? Like, I, and I think it's important for us to sit in the sadness of that, but it's also like, as I was reflecting on that week, I, it, it forces you to confront things that we either purposely avoid or, or we just forget about, mm-hmm. right? That death come is coming for all of us. Yeah. And, and we don't know the time, but it forced me to confront that reality and be reminded of places like first Corinthians 15. That is this mm-hmm. reminder. No, there's, there's hope here Yeah, because Jesus lives. Absolutely. Amen. Well, a really encouraging and hopeful word in 1 Corinthians 15. For Jordan Coughlin, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.